Hello. Hello. I didn't hear that. Oh my gosh, are you drinking coffee? I want coffee right now. Um, yes, I am drinking coffee because we're recording the pod. I'm so fucking tired. Well, you don't drink coffee. Decaf coffee and it helps me a little. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so I want to say to all of our viewers, <laughs> their oh, listeners. Two that we have left yeah, because no one say, listens to us anymore because we're so bad at recording. I was going to say that. So two weeks ago when I was in New Hampshire and we recorded, we were like, okay, we're going to start recording. Whoa. What? Coffee McCofferstein. It didn't mute. Do you know? No, it didn't. I heard you cough. I was supposed to mute. You did not mute very well. No. Well, you know what, what I hated? Doing? You know what I hated? Can we start over? When you were, no. You know when, like, when you were smoking weed and people would be like, oh, when you cough, it gets you higher. I hated that because one, I don't really believe that. And number two, yeah. I was such a cougher. I would take one hit and be coughing for minutes i would cough if i got just the right kind of hit dude if it hit me the right way i would just die and then no. if you take dabs dude it's fucking over uh regular old i'm a what i'm a one hit pony i'm like so sensitive when it comes to like weed yeah which so is, am i dude which is funny because i'm not sensitive with stimulants whatsoever but i take like one hit of weed and i'm like i'm out I gotta go home and lay down. And I cough and I cough and I cough. And people are like, oh yeah, it gets you higher. I'm like, I am suffering in front of your eyes. You know why they say that? Because when you're coughing, it makes you like lightheaded, dude, because you're not breathing. Like, you know how if you cough a lot, like you can get a headache or yes, you get lightheaded or you feel weird. That's what's happening to them. But because you're so high, you think that you're getting higher when really you're just about to die. Yeah, I really, I don't subscribe mm-hmm. to it. I don't like it. I, I mean, I don't smoke weed anymore, but when you I don't? did, <laughs> when I did. I'm just kidding. I don't want to make that joke here. So, <laughs> so I just got a new I don't haircut. smoke weed either for the record, everyone. <laughs> I just got a new haircut today. And quite honestly, I can't stop looking at my, uh, myself. Um, you look great. Thank you should you. color it again or I know. the color again. No, I know. I'm really, I, anyway. So two weeks ago I said, Emily, we need to, we need to change because both of us miss doing this, but we both hit our things and blah, blah, blah. And so we're like, okay, we're going to try a new day. We're going to try Thursday, which is funny because our original day was Thursday. Yeah. And I was like, okay, great. The plan was while we both had the time is to do it during the daytime. Um, I forgot to bring my microphone with me on my daytime excursions last Thursday. And last Thursday night, I was uh, in despair, depressed. Um, In despair. No, I actually do think some of it was, it's multiple. Okay. So before I get into my check-in, I want to say we really do have the intention to get back on a regular schedule. Uh, We just suck. For no other, I mean, for me, like part of it is like, I want to give like people the weekly listen, like uh, the few people yeah. that do listen to us, but also just for our own 
friendship because I miss you, but then also because I like um my my last job felt very similar to this. My new job, not so much. So this is like a very specific place where I can do stuff like this. Um, yeah. Wait, we should start a Facebook page though. Are you going to run it? Ugh. So Maybe. by we, you mean you. Oh, okay. I mean you. Well, I also, I could, I could possibly but do I'm it just, I'm just thinking like, okay, so I would be open to potentially running it. Like we can share responsibility of it. Yeah. Um, because I use Facebook more than I use Instagram or any of the other fucking things. I don't, I'm not really. Oh a my fan God. We should start a tickle talk. No. The two of us doing dances together. From Zoom. No, just that like terrible. You can like record it side by side i don't know i don't use tiktok put it together i don't use tiktok either but we should make a facebook yeah because we're going to be famous yeah by well, next season you know, we're going to be making money off of this i had an experience last week where somewhere that i was prospecting for a job um i knew about this. knew essentially who i was because of you uh, but also because, because of the podcast. of you i never stray and, uh, too far from yeah that was, was a that was a crazy moment for me when like I learned that I was like no way dude like people like, recognize me her? as that yeah I was like are you gonna tell her he's like I don't know should I I was like yeah you should so Emily went on a uh, time met someone no somebody else did you didn't meet this person no oh I haven't even spoken to this person Oh, 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 oh. Okay. So Emily, our mutual friend went on a job interview and the person that she was interviewing with, uh, recognized one way or another, recognized that she knew Emily and I, because he listens to the podcast. And then he has considered meeting Emily which is funny because he basically already knows how Emily thinks and works uh, because he's been listening. He's been listening to the podcast. So we I was are, like, Oh my God, what if I said on the, we <laughs> are, <laughs> we are episodes away from making millions of dollars off of this. Millions. Um, I feel so dressed up for this. Cause I'm dressed in my work clothes. So do I. Me too. Um, so we do have the intention. We're going to get back on the, on the, I think Thursday is going to be a better time. On the road again. Um, I can't wait to get back on the road again. Um, but as soon as you get a new job, I'm sure everything's going to get fucked again. I got a new job. Oh, where's your job? Yeah, I worked all day today. Oh. I'm not, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to tell you where I am working, but I currently am employed with a new company. I work 7.30 to 4, Monday through Friday. Wait, so then this will work every week? Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. Okay, let's keep this time. Okay. Because this works really well for me. Because Thursday nights, I only really essentially have two free nights of the week. Monday night and Thursday night. Tuesday night's my home group. Wednesday night, I run a group here. Friday night is drag race. So Monday and Thursday are like my only days to like schedule dinners boy 
I, you know, um, okay. So last week I do, um, fuck. I didn't set a timer. Well, somehow you can see on here how long we've been. I don't think I don't doing this it. for, um, so last week I, uh, I was okay. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly. Okay. I, this is what I'll say. I'm going to speak about it in retrospect rather than speak about it from last week's perspective. What I woke up this week realizing is that it was a lot of it was depression, truly manifesting in a lot of different ways. Um, how did I realize it was depression? Monday night, I came home from work. I left work even a little bit early because my day was over and I could go. So I left a little bit early, got home. And I was like, I'm going to take a nap and then I'm going to make or order dinner. That nap was from mm, six o'clock till 1030. Oh no. Woke up. Only woke up because Arnold woke me up to eat because I hadn't fed him yet. Fed the cat, immediately went back to bed, woke up at 8 a.m. the next day. And I was like, I don't think I'm this tired. (laughs) And when I sleep that much, it's usually depression. So then I was like, what if I was depressed? And then I looked back on the whole week and a half that I've had. And I was like, "Mm." last week, I just like was (laughs) un- like unmotivated to do my job, unmotivated to do the podcast, to really do anything other than talk to boys in unhealthy ways and spend all my time doing that. And so I did a lot of that and it didn't feel good. And there was a time like early last week where I recognized like, oh, you're living in this obsession. And I even talked about it. I was like, I'm living in an obsession. I know that I am. And I have no willingness to change this. And that's just where I was. And that's what I did. And then by Friday, I was fucking miserable. Um, and by Monday, I'm ta- I'm sleeping for 13 hours. Um, so I think it was like one thing kind of led to another. But yeah, I, I wasn't a, I wasn't a good person last week. Uh, well, not good, bad, but I, I, you know, I you weren't good at being a person last week. Yeah. I struggled last week and I did, you know, That's whatever. Okay. but I, uh, you, you know, indulged, I, did, I didn't drink. Um, and what has come of it is, uh, so then, um, I went to a meeting on Tuesday. I had this thing where, Maybe I'll post about, I've been wanting to post on Instagram today because I want to show off my new haircut. Um, but what? Don't make that face at me. But if I post on Instagram, I usually like to like say something worth reading. Um, say some lots of words. Say something I'm giving up, giving on, up you. on you. Um, this idea of like my ego coming up in new ways like you know it's just like you're when you're constantly evaluating yourself you're seeing things happen in new ways so like my ego used to be like I don't have self-will like or no 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 it used to be like I have to have self-will that's how I've accomplished all the things in my life that I've accomplished like without self-will how would I have gotten a college degree how would I have self-produced a musical in my junior year like but the 
you know, whatever. And so that was like a big hurdle. Um, the ego now really comes from, and I've spoken about this in the past, but it just really hit me in a new way. It's like, um, I have X amount of time. I should have, like last week was like, I should have the sex life that I dream of having when it's like, okay, well, you just moved to New York, literally. Like, and a big reason why I moved here was to expand, not just like my sex life, like expand my gay network. Well, I've only been here for like six months. So you're not going to achieve everything, but I have this ego of like, I should, I, and you know, and then I get wrapped up in like wanting it right now. And the fact of the matter is, is I don't have it right now. And that's okay. And yeah it comes down to, I just, everything in my life has always, everything in my life has always moved smoother when I put uh, ideas of recovery first um, and then let everything follow second. And like, I've been trying to work around my personal unhappiness with like the gym or with eating or with sex or that, And I was just like, I need to cut the shit and get back to like, when I put, when I put recovery first, when I put the, what I've learned from recovery, it's not necessarily like, it's now when I wake up, I'm like, oh, I don't want to drink today. Like, that's not what I mean. But like (laughs) me, I hope (laughs) Um, what it, what it is for me is um, what I've learned about myself and what I've learned about what works and what works is when I do put uh, things like, you know, help me be of service to other people, help me be less selfish today, like things like that. And when I incorporate that first, it doesn't mean that I have to go into complete abstinence. Like, it's not like, okay, you can't talk to boys anymore. It's like, okay, you can, but it can't be the only thing that you're doing. And the way that you're doing is find the balance. Yes. Yeah. Find the balance. And the only way to find that balance for me has been a a pretty strict morning routine. Um, And I gave that up. I had it for a long time, then I gave it up. And then I'm on, I'm proud to say I'm two days back on my morning routine, Um, which like I make fun of myself because it's like, yeah, you're only on day two, but also that's a big deal because I've been really fucking lazy and just unwilling to do it. Celebrate the small things. Exactly. And that's two days of waking up 15 to 20 minutes earlier and like actively doing not just going through the motions, but really like I am engaging in this. And let yeah. me tell you. And that's something to be proud of. The last two days. You felt great. Awesome. <laughs> last two days, I really wanted to drink. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, last week sucked and this week it's a bounce back. And I say it all the time, like, recovery, but not just recovery, life in general, but recovery taught me how to be able to do this. Life in general is about the ebbing and the flowing. Like you get both. It's in, if you're always flowing, something's wrong. Um, it's not my fault. I have a white set vagina and a heavy flow. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's, uh, I, oh, you can't always be flowing. And it's about, for me now, it's about like recognizing when I'm ebbing and then having the tools to get out of the ebb in back into the flow. That just sounds funny. Recognizing when I'm ebbing. I'm ebbing. Mm. Ebbing today. Um, I just my ebb, ebbed. My ebb dro- dropped. My ebb dropped. 
That's hard to say. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's easy to check in this week because I'm feeling like better about it, but I'm really, uh, uh, the last thing I'll say is like, I, what it really comes down to is like, I am more proud of myself when I do that simple morning action. And I have not been feeling very proud of myself. Um, and it's such a simple thing to add in. And that would work for anything, anything that makes you proud of yourself, adding something so simple in um, so that like when I go to bed tonight, I'm like, yeah, I did that thing that I really wanted to do. You know, I didn't lose 20 pounds, but I did lose, gain 20 pounds of spirit. Um, yeah. God weighs a lot. What? I said God weighs a lot. I want to lose 20 pounds by summer. I don't think okay. it's really possible, but. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, with, with work and eating, right? Maybe, but I don't know. We've got that. to work, work, work it out. I say that at work today, there were literally two cheesecakes and a four layer cake. Cause it's some guy's birthday. And you ate week. a lot, all of them. No, one of the cheesecakes was chocolate. So. Oh, so that one was out. I only ate two of them. Just, Thank you. Ah, uh, <laughs> Um, how are you? How's your week? Two weeks really been? Um, they have been good. Last week, um, and even just like before that, and even some of this week, uh, was kind of difficult. It's been um, it's been a rough few weeks of me not working um I'm one of those people that like I need to work or else I'm like I have no reason to get out of bed in the morning and like well, my life has no purpose and I'm useless and trash and um so it's been it's I'm been hard trash. that's trash. Like how it is though yeah um so I'm happy today I had my first day of work at my new job. Um, I think that, uh, it's going to be a, a fine job. Like it's just going to be like regular, um, which is exactly what I wanted. Something okay. just like regular, go to work, come home. Like work is done when you go home, uh, not overly highly, extremely stressful, um, just like a regular person, uh, cause my previous position for a while, um, I was a, <clears throat> a very important person, um, and people would call me all the time and like asking me questions and this and that. VIP and, um, MLE. Yeah, right. Um, I was ready to be like, not important anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, obviously any job I do, like, obviously it's important because there sure, wouldn't sure, be a job sure. for it. No, I get wasn't, what but like, I don't want to be the person anymore. That's like, hey, this fire is happening. Can you put it out? And I'm putting out. Yeah. Just bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, which I enjoy that. I enjoy being in a position like that but it's time for a little bit of a break um so I'm happy about that and I also really 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 want to go back to school um and I would like to do that at some point this year and this job 
is stress-free. I'm thinking is stress-free enough to allow me to be able to go to school um, and still have a brain by the time I get to class and um, be able to like focus on school. But I'm in a bit of a pickle there because I want to just go back to uh, like community college in um, 2014 to 2015. I was a halftime student at one of the community colleges here in New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> you were a part-time student. It's just funny. It, it, like you said, a halftime, like a like halftime Super Bowl show. Oh my God. Whatever, dude. It was funny. I, I was, pictured you being a, it's just like funny. a football person walking yeah. out of school with a fucking yeah, helmet like a, on, dude. Or you were like a student in like the Super Bowl halftime show, like at a desk in the middle of the performance. <laughs> I was a part-time student. It tickled all me. Right. Um and some stuff happened, and uh, long story short, I owe the community college system money. And um, I am not eligible to return to school with them or receive my transcripts from them until I pay them back the money. Oh. Um, and it is not uh, it is not an absurd amount of money, but it is a sum of money that I can't just like, okay, okay, here you go. Sure. Um, so that's aggravating and um, disappointing, but I will get it figured out. Mm -hmm. I will pay it um, and I'll go back to school. So I'm, I'm excited about that. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I am um, looking forward to what the next couple months look like. My new job, the pay is significantly lower than the money that I was making previously. Um, and that really, really rubs in my financial insecurity. Um, but I'm trying to just like go with it and, um, have faith that like everything is going to be okay. And, um, not fixate too much on that and like remind myself where I came from and like that everything was okay mm -hmm. before I made as much money as I just was making. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's like the scariest part about you know what they say financial worry, more money, more problems. Yeah. Right. Especially when you don't make that money anymore. <laughs> um, but also the difficult thing is, I'm not home as I'm not home all day, every day anymore, or I can't be. So Ronan has to go to daycare um, for longer. So it costs more money for me to work this job sure. than my other job. And I'm making less money. So it's like, fuck dude. Um, but it's okay. We'll fi I'll figure it out. I'm going to be okay. I have a large amount of support. I can always get another job. This job will allow me to work a second job. Um, at the same time, which I didn't have the option of doing before. So whatever. Um, what do you want to go to school for? I have no idea. Okay. No clue. I just want to go back to school. I'll figure it out. I mean, like really, if we're speaking, like what do I really want to go to school for? 
marine biology and I want to become a marine biologist and I want to work with the ocean and educate people about the ocean and all of that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But not sure if that's something that I will um, ever do. So I'm just kind of like, want to get the basics out of the way now and then move on to a bachelor's like outside of uh, community college, but just get the basis of the associates. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, Um, would you be willing to move? You'd have to go to like Portsmouth or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like to go to school or to work in that field. Yeah. I mean, marine biology, I can't imagine many jobs in, in a landlocked Manchester, New Hampshire. (laughs) Yeah, no, obviously not. Yeah. I would be willing to move or even uh, commute for work. If I drive to the seacoast from my house, it's about 45 minutes if I'm driving like regular. Sure. Um, so whatever, but I'm hoping to not live here by the time I'm doing that kind of a job. (laughs) I'm hoping to like own a house somewhere. Um, so yeah, my last two weeks has really been just like coming out of being in a slump, uh, from not working and like getting ready to be a person again um and go to work every day again this last week has been really difficult I am extremely tired today I have a killer headache um Ronan I haven't talked about Ronan in a while um the dog is experiencing some severe anxiety lately um last weekend we had like this crazy windstorm Mm -hmm. And it was like blowing stuff around outside and the trash cans were like banging around. And uh, he got really, really upset and really, really anxious to the point where like he was like pacing around my room and he's not allowed to sleep on the bed with us. um, But like pacing around my room and jumping up on the bed and like shaking and like wouldn't go and settle down and relax and whatever. And I, he ended up having to sleep in uh, his house. Well, it's his crate, but I call it his house, Uh, his house for the night because I just like couldn't get him to settle. Um, And every day since then at night, it's the same thing. Um, I get ready and I get into bed and then five minutes later, here he comes shaking like a leaf, panting, just like having a panic attack. Um, And I can't like there, nothing I can, nothing I try to do for him helps him to calm down. Like he won't, he has no interest in new toys because I went to the pet store and I bought him a bunch of like uh, toys that he can have to just destroy to like distract him he doesn't want treats he doesn't want peanut butter he like won't just will not relax um I put some music on for him the other day and that seemed to help but I can't do that at 11 o'clock at night I can't put on music loud through my whole house to Mm -hmm. calm the dog down and leave it on all fucking night so um I did not sleep very well last night I was up until uh like probably like midnight until I finally put him in his cage and then when Brendan gets up for work around like 
4.35, he'll, he's been letting him out. Um, and this morning he let him out and he, Ronan immediately came into my room and woke me up and was like bothering me and wouldn't go and lay back down. And I had to be up at six for work. Um, so essentially I got five hours of sleep last night. <laughs> On my first day of work, I'm like, wow, this is just so great. I'm having yeah. a great time. Everything is wonderful. <laughs> I love um, being a mom. Yeah. So I'm, I am um, really, really struggling with that because I feel it makes me really sad to see him so afraid. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, can you just fuck off? Like, please <laughs> fuck off, dude. I like, I I'm tired of you. Yeah. And then I look at him for a minute and I'm like, oh, but the poor baby. I and know. then I'm like, no, fuck you. No, fuck you. That's me. Like Arnold was pissing me off and I kept pushing him away. But I like, he wouldn't just leave me alone. And I was just like, I want to be left alone right now. And then I was about to lock him like out of my bedroom. Um, and then I looked at him and I was like, I can't do that. And then he looked at me and then he tried to c- get on top of me again. I was like, no. So I get it. Yeah. I mean, I don't no, get the anxious part, but I get the fuck you part. It's really, it's really hard. And uh, he's going to the vet next week. I'm going to have to talk to the vet about it. Cause I don't know like what else to do mm-hmm. with him. And I, I feel badly like him having to sleep in his crate, but I am nervous to lock him out of my room because I feel like he's going to destroy something in my house because he's mad. Mm-hmm. So I, he sleeps in his crate, but I feel badly because on Tuesday and Thursday, he's going to be in his crate for the day while I'm at work. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, he goes to daycare and he's there while I'm at work and I get him after, but Tuesday and Thursday, he's going to be in his crate all day. So it's like he's in the crate all night, comes out in the morning, goes outside, eats breakfast, is out for like an hour, and then is back in his crate until Brendan or I gets home. Um, And, you know, that kind of sucks. But I don't know what else to do at this point. So that is where he shall stay. And hopefully um, he can adjust to what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, It's hard. I never thought that rescuing a dog would be this difficult with like the underlying um, issues. Cause I've never rescued a dog that was like a stray before we rescued dogs, but they came from like families that bought them as a puppy and were like, yeah. we don't want this dog anymore. Never adopted one from like a shelter. Um, and I had no idea that, you know, it was going to be this difficult in the terms of like behavioral problems. Cause he's got quite a few. Um, and he's still a little love and he's still, I love him and I will never like give him up. Um, yeah. but it's just, it's very difficult and very frustrating sometimes. <clears throat> um, should we move on to the topic? Yeah. Would you like to say what today's topic is? today's topic is drag queens drag queens when i pulled it i was like what was i thinking when i put this down because like we now we wrote this list around like over a year ago now because i started writing this december 2021 2020 yeah Um, 
we're also coming up on a year of starting this. I don't really know when the anniversary is. Well, just look at, at Spotify at our first, I'll tell you right now. Um, so I was like, what was I thinking when I put this? I think of, okay. So one of the, what, um, why uh, do you, uh, it, uh, 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 uh. April 8th, 2021 was the day our first episode aired. Yeah. So we're coming up in like a month. Yeah. Cause we had just yeah. gotten the animals and the animals is March 19th. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, why do you like the art of drag? Um, well, I just think it's really fun. Also, I just love gay men. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Me I love to see the creativity. And um, I just think that it's, it's just really fun. I would like to dress in drag sometime. You could. And put on the big makeup and the big hair and like the extravagant clothes and like get mm-hmm. all fabulous. I just think it's so fun. I want and fabulous. It's such a, I think it's just such a, a a great way to express yourself. You know, you know, you've got to make him express how he feels, and baby, and we know you love. The way Emily just checks out now when I start singing, it's like, she's like, oh, he'll be back. Um, you could do, um, you you could be an AFAB queen, AFAB assigned female at birth. Yeah. I will, I will say. Also, I think that drag queens are so fucking funny. They're so the funny. Like. <laughs> Oh my God. Some of the things that they say, I'm just like, oh, oh, like it's great. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. There's something very, uh, there's something like you're already, you're already breaking so many rules, like being a man or, and that's the other thing is like, okay, before we get into this drag, this is not a podcast about drag. And it, it, this episode is, but like the whole thing is it. And like, we are not here. Drag is anything you want it to be. Women can do drag. Men can do drag. Gay men can do drag. Straight men can trans men, trans women, like anyone can do drag. Okay. Uh, So I'll just say that. Um, but when I say that, like drag already is breaking so many rules and man dressing as a woman, like, yes, it could be a woman dressing as a woman. But when I, when, what, okay, but what we're most specifically talking about in this episode is men dressed in drag as women. Sure. Right. Well, I mean, yes, yes. For all intents and purposes, but drag is whatever it, it, it drag can be many, many things, but I will say that most of my exposure to drag shows are uh, gay men dressed up as a woman. Yeah, same. So I will just go off of that. There's already, you're already, the performance itself is already breaking the so many rules that I find the comedy itself can also break rules. Um, yes. which I love. I love when I, I love any comedian that will say something that I'm like, oh, you can't say that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> um, there is something very beautiful about it. I actually, so yeah. it's, um, I have a very interesting 
uh, like uh, history with drag as a uh, in general, uh, meaning like so when I was in college, end of high school into college is when drag race uh, was getting really big. Um, and I, I vehemently was against watching it. I was vehemently against drag queens uh, because I was like, I'm scared of drag queens. Literally, like that's what I would say. And I really like meant it. Um, I was scared, but also kind of repulsed is not the right word. I don't know what word to put on it, but I was really Maybe turned off. shocked? No, I was really turned off by it, I think. Uh, because my feminine side is something that I've always been made fun of and yeah. was something that like, like in high school, I was terrified to wear the color pink or type a heart on Facebook. Like those are like two things I like vividly remember, like having the fear of God in me to, to do because yeah. of what people would think or say or do, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like it giving me away in any kind of way. And so, and I like remember people talking about how I had a high speaking voice in the setting. So like the, the idea of drag embracing a man's feminine side, uh, terrifying was repulsive to me. Cause I was like, I've literally, there's nothing more I wanted Ed wanted in my life than to have that side repressed and um non-existent yeah and then drag is something that like not just embraced it but celebrated it and exacerbated it um and so i was like no drag is not for me i don't want to be anywhere around it blah 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 um so that's how i started and i honestly my opinion started changing on it when some, my sister showed me all stars Two, which is the best season of RuPaul's drag race. Um, and that's the season I started with. And like the, the TV show was so entertaining that it started to help me start breaking down why I was so against it. Um, and now I, I couldn't be a, a bigger, I, 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 I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I love the show, but I also love like going to see drag in New York as well. The first drag show I ever saw, I think I was like 16. It was awesome. Where it was, was great. it? Oh my God. It was in Manchester, dude, at some like shitty rundown club. It was, but it was great. I think we snuck in. I don't remember how at we got 16. You had to sneak in. That's yeah. Cool. Or 17. Maybe it wasn't 18 plus. I don't know. But it was great. It was hilarious. Me and Randa were like having a ball. We went with her mom. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> yeah, it was great. So it's, uh, yeah, I've had a really interesting um, relationship with it. And it's been like, um, yeah, when I look at uh, like more specifically drag race, it's like, uh, it was something, I don't know if I've talked about it on this in the, on the pod, uh, but it's like something that I was kind of afraid of in recovery because it was such a social thing. 
um, and such a reason to go out to a bar and drink and like, now I can't do that. And now, and like in the beginning, I was like hosting drag race parties, like literally at my sober house with like all straight people, you know? And I'd Uh, like, I, when I think of drag, I think of what? I don't know if you want me to, to say it on here. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, I was with one of our mutual friends the other day and they were telling me a story about how when you were at the sober house, they walked into your room one day and you had drag race on and full drag makeup on. Yeah. And you were just like, don't talk to me. Drag race is on. And like, <laughs> shut the door. And we were just like, okay. <laughs> and I, you would put in like the sober house uh, group threads, like from eight to nine drag races on, don't talk to me. Don't even <laughs> knock on my door. Like, <laughs> it's just like, yes, dude. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Wait, who was that? Um, one of our mutual friends. Um, they own the sober house. Oh. <laughs> I had brunch with uh, him and his wife the other day and some other people. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, it's become like, it's definitely something that is very meaningful to me now, like for many reasons. I will say the last thing I want to say about like drag race specifically is like for me, for me, uh right. It got me through, I truly mean this, it got me through the pandemic. Like the heat of it. You've said that before. There was a new season. uh, There was a new season coming on when all the shit was really hitting the fan. And so having that every Friday to look forward to, and I would like Zoom with my friends in New York and we would watch and um, just like, there's so much content around it too anyway. So like the, the, I definitely like, I, I give a huge, point of gratitude to um drag race for helping me at that time which is like funny to say but like I I will say also drag race has taught me why people scream at the tv while watching sports um (laughs) because I I now am someone who does that like mic drop dude justice for serena um um so yeah but the the more larger thing that kind of comes up when i think of the topic of drag queens really is that expression of gender and um there's a lot going on in the world right now about expression of gender too and about sexuality in general like not not to get political, but to get political. Did you are you reading about what they're doing in Florida right now? The don't say no. Did you read about in Texas? What's was, happening okay, in yeah. Texas? So in Florida right now, they're trying to pass, or they already have. I'm not completely up to date. Nobody roast me. They're they're in the process of instating what's called the don't say gay bill, uh, which means that schools cannot teach or discuss anything about homosexuality trans anything like it can't uh you can't just like you can't literally you just can't talk about it in schools and then they were trying to also pass an amendment as a part of that to if a teacher finds out that a student is gay 
or whatever, any type of LGBTQIA+, that they would have to, within six weeks, report that to the parent. Have to, mandate oh. Can you, like, oh. but apparently, I what I've read is that that, that amendment no longer is, is uh, going through because people have opposed it. Thank God. Well, thank um, God. Um, I, I might be wrong on that. Check it out. If it, To all of our listeners in Florida, please do something about this. Um, but it just like, it's, it's honestly, as a gay person, it's very difficult to read that because to, to be very honest, um, if that was the reality I lived in, I may have not made it through high school. Huh. Truly. Like, yeah. And I guarantee you if something like this passes and then what's happening in Texas. That is. Do you, you talk are you asking it? me what's yeah. happening in Texas? I think I know, so, but I want to know. Uh, I just briefly like read something and saw something. So nobody kill me if my facts sure. aren't a hundred percent correct. Um, but the governor is trying or is trying to instate a thing. I don't know what to call it. Um, that is going to call trans children's parents child mm-hmm. abusers mm-hmm. Um, and stop like their uh, access to care, mm-hmm. access to transition care. Uh, um, mm-hmm. And if they're in a school or like a guidance counselor or a therapist or you're a mandated reporter by the state, if you are like seeing a child that is trans, you have to report it to the state so that they can attempt to prosecute the parents for child abuse. Mm-hmm. What the fuck kind of shit is that? They're literally, Texas is literally saying that supporting your child transitioning is just, it, it, they're making it a law that that's technically child abuse. That's yeah, crazy. That you're abusing your child for letting them. Uh, transition or express their gender in whatever way that they choose. Yeah. It is, and I mean, I have opinions on it, right? But the general idea of it is ridiculous. It is. And it's so funny to me because Florida and Texas are two states, especially through the are, pandemic, that were very like, you can't make me wear a mask. That's a police yeah. state type thing. Can't my freedom. And then la, 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 la. like, and so I don't want to get super political, but I did want to say that out loud. Like that has like those, those two news events have been like really deeply, like uh, honestly upsetting. Like I, I teared up reading about the bill and reading about them mandating parent or mandating teachers to report it to parents. I just was like, this is going to kill so many people literally kill. It's yeah. Yeah. No, like literally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty crazy world that we're living in right now. I saw another thing the other day. I don't remember what state it was in, but they were trying to put cameras in classrooms (laughs) that the parents could access. No, bye, 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 bye. Um, like what imagine you're in math class like passing notes to your crush dude and your mom texts you and it's like like, what the fuck are you doing yeah Uh, my mom would be like I'm not watching that what um so what do you tell me um how 
Because you're someone who I generally, I would not describe you as someone who expresses like um, one, uh, like when I think about you, I do not think that you present traditionally binary feminine all the time. No, I don't. And so. I don't really present as, as either one. No, I know. I'm, you're I'm somewhere kind in of the middle. Like in the middle of and it. And I just wanted you to. I wanted you to just kind of talk on how do you, how do you present your gender? How do you live in your gender? Like what, what is that for you? Why are you the way that you are? Why are you the way that you fucking are? Well, I mean, ever since I was young, I have always been like kind of in the middle. Like I'm the, the kid that the, the little girl that's in a dress in tights outside playing in the mud with bugs and digging for worms. But like, I'm in my dress in tights. That's how I've always been. I'm just like black dress with the tights underneath. underneath. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. I was trying to think of the next line, but I can't. I've got the breath of a last cigarette on my teeth. Okay. Isn't that? That wasn't. No, that's not the next line. I don't think you're right. Okay. Well, anyway. Wait, also, can we please throw it back to you don't know Madonna? I don't want to do that. Listen, you already shamed me enough. I was right. Oh, you were right. Oh, I was. I got the tongue. Okay. So I was half right, half wrong. And I was half right, half wrong. You were more wrong than right. Um, okay, whatever. Fuck you. People in my network were like flooding flooding my phone being like she doesn't know madonna okay you're right you're right all right back to gender i'm shamed if i had a tail it'd be between my legs and my ears would be good that's where it fucking belongs you fucking stupid bitch anyway um i don't know ever since i was young i just uh I just want to do what I want. I want to wear what I want to wear. I don't conform and like not in a, okay. In a subconscious way, I do not conform to, to the general gender stereotypes of girl and boy. Like I, I don't wear makeup. I don't have to like get all pretty in the morning whatever shit but also I like to have long hair and I like to to feel pretty like I just I'm just like in the middle whatever I feel like that day I could be wearing um sweatpants and a sweatshirt and fucking boots I could be wearing a button-up shirt that like every time I wear one of those I feel like I am emanating the energy of a boy I could be wearing this beautiful, flowing, gorgeous princess dress. Like I just, I just like whatever I like. And I don't see um, like the line. I don't see the line between like boy and girl in the sense of like outward appearance. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, 
If I like something, I'm going to fucking wear it, dude. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care. And you've always been like that? Yeah, my whole life. Well, in, um, in like middle school, um, and like the end of elementary school and like when I first got into middle school, uh, I used to not get made fun of, but like, I would make fun of myself and put myself in a way of like, oh, I need to like be more like a girl whatever and uh quickly outgrew that because i was like yeah this is for the fucking birds dude i feel weird and like uncomfortable in these clothes that's the other thing i guess that's probably the main thing is like i want to be comfortable in what i'm wearing so if today i'm comfortable (laughs) in my gender expression is comfortable (laughs) yeah no but for real though yeah 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 if today I'm comfortable in this fucking ball gown, okay. And if tomorrow I'm comfortable in a pair of baggy jeans and a button up shirt. Okay. Like whatever, whatever. I don't care. Um, I also really want to shave my head and have no fucking hair because I'm tired of it. I'm not doing it yet. I'm going to have my dreads done in, uh, like a week or two weeks. Um, but once I am tired of having dreads, I will be shaving my head and I will have no hair and I can't wait. Um, but I just don't, I don't, I don't feel the need to express myself in any like specific or not need. I don't know how to like word it. I just don't, it's just not something that, that crosses my mind of like, I don't know. Maybe it's not something that crosses anybody's mind, but for my whole life, I have been this just really like chill laid back person. I get told all the time that my personality is closer to that of like dudes than it is to, you know, your average female. Um, <laughs> and I tend to get along better with men than I do with women uh, which is is kind of funny to me too because I love gay men like super gay men like you. Um, okay, well, watch have, the super. <laughs> <laughs> who have pretty like uh, feminine personalities, um, but I don't get along with like actual women that act like that. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. I'm like, wow, you're fucking annoying. But then there's like. Uh, I just, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I just, my whole life have been very in the middle of things, very just like whatever I feel like Mm -hmm. (laughs) don't, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I listening to you, like I wanted, I meant to say this before we started is like, the intention of this is it, we're not, there's no malintention. There's no intention to cause harm. If either yeah. of us say something wrong about gender, we are very open to being challenged and held accountable. Like I do not want anyone listening to this thinking like these are two perfectly informed people who know perfectly how to talk about mm-hmm. this. Like I know nothing. It's funny that you're saying this because I was actually going to say that too. Is like, I am not, um, I am not educated in the PC way to talk about these things. And that's okay. And And I apologize if I offend 
someone please let let us know yeah seriously so that i can correct my myself but also like it's these are just like what i the thoughts that i have are the thoughts that i have like i'm ignorant to these things yeah. in like a real true like ignorant way it's funny because uh, i know that about you i don't think you're ignorant but i do know that you're uh, exposure to the LGBTQIA plus community is less than mine and less uh, finessed by like the living in New York and being on like the fucking cutting edge because you have to be about uh, all identities. Yeah. Like when I was in college, I was an RA and we went through, um, you know, inclusivity training. Like I, I had to sit through things that talked about things like this. And this was really before the trans movement was as big as it is right now. Um, so uh, I don't think you're saying anything offensive in, and I think these, I think people are afraid to have these conversations because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing. Um, yeah. Where mm -hmm. that kind of always hurts me because I, and I'll listen, I know that I know, I can think of a few people in my head there are some people who, if you don't know as much as they know and you misstep, they're ready yeah. to fucking jump down it's, your throat. Yeah. Where it's like one, so I didn't even think we were going to talk about this, but one thing that was like, so like a living in, so we're living in New Hampshire. I am yeah. the first gay person that most of those men most have of, met. Yeah. Oh, Us, that's not yeah. true the out gay person that most of yeah. these men have met. Do you know what I mean? And the obvious gay when they, when like, there are still people who use like, Oh, that's gay. Like, Oh, you gay man. Like it, it use that term in a derogatory way and living with them. Like the first thing I do can't be like, you can't say that you fucking bit. You don't know. But no, it's gotta be like, Hey man, like you act, that's actually really not. Okay. That's not cool to say. And you explained yeah. for me, it was like explaining why I come from that place um, and explaining well, my like side people, of it. People take it better that way. Oh, absolutely. If, if you're like freak out and like super uh, dramatic about it is the only word that I can think of because you're, you know, being dramatic about it. Um, people are going to be like, yo, what the fuck, dude? As opposed to just being like, hey, like, that's not really cool. Here's why. Like, let's yeah. talk about it. So I will say that because I don't want to get stuck on this, but I will say like, yeah, um, if this episode were to do anything, it would be to a empower people to have conversations like this or think about themselves in this way um, and about gender, whatever, but also like not being afraid to speak up and possibly saying the right thing or the right or wrong thing. And like that comes from Learn. like. It, it well, it also comes from situations like this where like you and I are very comfortable with each other. I have no problem saying if you said something that I found offensive and vice versa, but also yeah. like I give you the grace, just like I know I have the grace to, to make a mistake because it, no one, no one comes out of the womb knowing these things perfectly. You have to be taught. And we were taught by a very, we were taught by a generation and a political system that says we should pass a bill that says, don't say gay. <laughs> so it's like, you know what I mean? Like, so we're yeah. naturally going to fuck this up. Um, so yeah. have these conversations. Well, and like, if you, if you don't know the only way, like for me, like talking about these things is the only way for me to learn 
how to talk about mm-hmm. these things. And it's interesting. It. It's interesting because what I was going to say was, um, as someone who's had way less exposure and way less like uh, practice in the way of inclusivity, you are someone who is naturally inclusive, just in, yeah. in nature. Um, yeah, man, I don't care about what people want to do. And also you are someone that presents on the gender spectrum. So like the big, the big meaning you, you, you don't, you don't dress classically um, female all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like you are, you are already in the spectrum and that's like, that's what this big trans movement is bringing out is like, A, you can, you know, you can be, uh, you can identify as a gender that don't, don't match the parts you were born with, um, that parts you were born with no longer say exactly what gender you are like gender is a social construct that's a whole never different conversation but what's interesting to me and why i was so excited to have this with you is like you're already you just naturally live on a gender spectrum without you even like having that language or identification do you know what i mean like you present you already present the way that emily presents it's more about who emily is rather than like that's a girl that's a boy yeah it's more about like like I was saying, like how I'm comfortable. I don't care. I don't care to be like, Oh, look at me. Like Mm -hmm. I'm this pretty beautiful woman. Like I don't, I am a person. And and I like to refer to myself as just as a person. I am a person. And working with people working in the field that we do and how there are some people who like to be what like uh, firmly on one end of the spectrum like they like but then sometimes i'm like is that something are are you dressing and looking the way that you dress and look because you feel like you have to or uh do you want to yeah or is that truly something that you're enjoying doing like do you do you feel at one with your expression i think a lot of like my um like a lot of the reason why I am the way that I am is because of my upbringing. My, mm-hmm. my mother did not care what I wanted to wear. She did not care what I wanted to do with my hair. She did not care if I wanted to play outside with my Barbies in the fucking mud or play with dinosaurs in the Barbie dream house. She did not care at all. As long as I was happy and I was having fun, she didn't care if I wanted to have hair the color of the rainbow, if I wanted a mohawk, if I want, she did not care. Mm -hmm. There was not none of that. And I'm very lucky to have had that upbringing and to have the parents that I have where like my mom's like, do whatever you want. And my dad is like, may not uh, understand these things, but doesn't care it doesn't care. Like there's Mm. no, there's no judgment there. So I put a lot of like the reason why it's taught, not inherent. It is taught. I don't think any, anyway, the reason why I am the way I am is because of, of how I was brought up. I think, because if I was brought up in a different way, I would act a different way. Mm -hmm. If I was brought up in a, in a family where my mom's like, you wear dresses and you don't play in the dirt and you, you know, this is how you, whatever. 
I would wear dresses and I wouldn't play in the dirt. But mm-hmm. I mean, I probably would have anyway because I'm defiant. But you get what I'm saying. Like what? the way I was, <laughs> the way I was brought up was very like. Sure. However you want to be, you are perfect that way. And I also will say very quick that I just thought of, if you do not know what trans is, transgender is an identification, uh, a self-identification as someone who uh, was born and assigned a certain gender at birth, but they do not identify as that gender internally and so they have decided to be transgender and and uh identify as the gender that they feel inside um and then there's also now not now there these things have always been there but we're getting language to them and they're becoming more prevalent there's also uh gender non-binary which is i don't feel male and i don't feel female i feel on the spectrum in the middle um and i don't want to identify with the classic uh one or the other the binary being two things to choose from, blah, blah, blah. That's my little educational corner. Um, Thank you. I'm sure most people already knew that, but. Thank you for having this TED talk with me. You're welcome. Um, Yeah. And so that's what I mean by your, your, your presentation is already pretty. um, It leans more non-binary than it does binary anyway, which is just very, I've never thought about it until I pulled that topic today And I was like, this will be really interesting to hear what you say about that. And what I love is that for you, it's not like it's been a conscious choice. It's just you have lived a life where you present the way that you feel most comfortable. And that's that. It's not like I'm choosing to present more this or less that. It's just like I'm presenting this. Like that's just so, that's really beautiful and uplifting that, that that happened for you. You know what I mean? To be honest, before this conversation, I have never thought about this or talked about this or like had any given any thought to it really before. I just I I just like exist as a person. I don't mm-hmm. really have a another way that I would describe my existence. Mm-hmm. I would not describe myself as a non-binary person like to someone. I would not describe myself no, as like either. any like any specific term. I am just a person floating around in this world trying to be happy and help other people be happy and that's like sure. it. Which that's is also like for. one of the most non-binary ways to say something. But yes. <laughs> But that's the thing is like, so I think of myself and it's like, I am a, I am a cis white gay man. I am very, I personally am very happy being a man. Um, I, I like, I like my bits and bobs. Um, I like having my bits and bobs. Um, I identify as male, but the older I'm getting, the more that I'm coming out of the closet and the more that I'm to me, recovery and coming out of the closet are so hand in hand because I really don't feel like I came out until I got sober, truly. Um, which is a different conversation. I want to stay on what we're talking about. This is such a gr- I love this topic, if you can't tell. Um, and this is also like I uh, long term, like would love to be a clinician with an LGBTQIA plus focus, like these types of conversations yeah. and like uh, having them and creating these spaces are so important to me. Um, 
and, and empowering people and, you know, keeping youth from killing themselves because they're different than someone else. Um, Florida. Um, I grew Texas. up in Florida too. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Florida and Texas. Ugh. Um, so, but when I think of, when I think of my gender expression, like when I, there is, there are a few articles of clothing that I own that are from, um, that I got at Marshall's from the women's side that are some of my favorite articles of clothing I own because they're women's clothing. And I just love that. I bought them and I wear them. Do you know what I mean? And like, it's very like, oh, that's very gay, you know, but there's plenty of gay men who do not wear women's sweaters. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a gay thing as much as it is like my personal choice of expression. And like I said earlier about how drag used to be something I was scared of and repulsed by or or dejected, uh, not dejected, that's not the right word, rejected, sorry, something I rejected because it would encourage me to do what I do today, which is embrace that I have these multiple uh, and various levels of expression within me that don't need to be classically fit into one thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think I present pretty, I present pretty male with feminine twists. You know what I mean? Like I, I like to wear, um, and again, this is all about presentation uh, for me. Like uh, the topic of drag queen is like how you present and perform uh, a gender because drag queens are performers. Like they, they don't, yeah. you know, they, they, it is an, it is an art um, and it is a performance. And like, I, <clears throat> I found in my personal life, like it being very freeing to express whatever, like you said, like whatever I want to express, um, And like, so one thing that's popping off in my brain is that my current job, you have, we have to dress business professional, which means for men, pants, period, period. Like there is no other option, even if it's fucking a hundred degrees outside and you're standing on a subway platform, sweating your ass off, you still have to be wearing pants for work. And I was like, this is, this is bullshit. And the, the, the dress code specifically says like for business casual that like, you know, pants, skirts, or dresses. And I was like, this is bullshit, you know, like, and so I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a skirt. You know what I mean? Um, truly for comfort because I, I like the idea of fresh air blowing around all over, like, sounds great. Then what it came down to is like, I mean, I looked a little bit, but honestly, I was too scared. I'll be very honest. I was like too scared to dress for comfort. Um, If I'm being very vulnerable, like I'm too scared to dress and present any more feminine than I already do. Like it's still like I've made so many strides, but it's still something. Um, And like, for me, for me, I have no desire to present any more female than I already, traditionally female than I already do. And that's not because I'm anti-female. Like, again, I'm trying to not say the wrong thing. 
but yeah, I have no desire to present any more feminine than I already do. The skirt is truly an image, a, a, a use for comfort and for it being cooler because I'm a naturally hot natured person. But the fear that stops me is like, oh, I will present as more feminine or I'll present as that guy who's wearing a skirt, you know? Yeah, it's it's not like a look at me thing. It's like, a, I want to be comfortable and not wear pants when it's 95 degrees in the mm-hmm. subway. Because, but here's the realty. Every time I've ever worn a skirt, either as a costume or as like a, like a dress up day or whatever, I'm living my life. I lit. I, yeah, I remember the day that you wore a dress to work and you were it was, living. It was a moment. And it was fantastic. Um, I love having something to throw around. I love the movement of it. I love, I love it. Even just thinking about it, like I love it, but it there's, I will say, and this is, I'm happy this topic came up because it's like, obviously something that I, I need to work on is like, why, why am I so fear? Yeah. Why am I so scared to present as that way? And it comes down to all the way back to when you said like, Oh, super gay. And you said me, and I immediately like that hurts me. And it's not like you hurt my feelings, but it's like, I still, even after all this time still have trouble I've said it on here before, like with flamboyancy, I have trouble with being pegged as the person who's super gay, like everything that comes with that. Um, and it's my own oh, shit. That sorry. Means, no, 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 no. It's not you. It's my own shit that I need to work through because I sit here and with others, like with you, I'm like, yes, express how you want to be who you are, be comfortable. But, yeah, the but minute, then you're like, yes, no. but then the minute that I'm comfortable and someone responds and identifies what I'm comfortable with. I'm like, no, no, no not that, you know, when like yeah. that is so. Um, so it is a really complex topic and there's so many tangents I want to go on, but I'm really trying to stick to like um, expressing myself in, in, in the gender spectrum. Um, and, you know, New York makes it a lot, obviously a lot easier. Um, in a lot of ways, but at the same time, there's still that fear. And even within uh, another tangent, like even within the gay community, like being the guy who wears skirts, you're like, I like if I had a skirt on as my profile picture on Grinder, for instance, oh, you'd get blocks, honey, immediately. Like there's so much, this is a whole separate topic, but the toxicity of of anything feminine presenting in the gay community is so it's toxic it's really and not in a fun Britney Spears way um but that's a whole other topic so yeah um lots of trauma I guess really saying it out loud there's a lot of like built up crap around it um and even just explaining it out loud I'm like yeah I need to get the skirt because I do enjoy wearing skirts I don't think you need to get the skirt also. Walk through some fear in your skirt. Yeah. And <laughs> some nice pumps, dude. Yo, I love wearing heels and I'm really good Blazer. at Blazer. Get yourself a really nice a outfit, outfit to go with your skirt so that you show up and you're like, I'm fucking here. 
Have you seen those photos that go around on the internet every couple yeah, years? Yeah, the guy who wears skirts to work. The man? Yeah. Oh my God, he looks so fucking good. Yeah. He looks so good. And yeah. he is, I mean, not that it matters, but he's a straight man with a wife and kids. Yeah. And he goes to work every day in a skirt and pumps because it's comfortable for him. And that's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I feel very emotional from this conversation a little bit, not in a bad way, but in a way of like, Oh, this is like really, this is shit to work on. Yeah. I feel, um, oddly not emotional and not, not in, but in like a weird way where I'm just like, yeah, I am a person. <laughs> like, just. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's just, and I've never thought about this before or talked about this before, but it's just like very, like, I inherently am just like comfortable for the most part with like who I am as a person. And Obviously, like there are those uncomfortable things or there are things that I want to wear that I'm like, oh, like you'll, you're not going to pull that off or whatever, but that's mm -hmm. like beside the point of what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I it's, just... in, it, it's interesting um, hearing two perspectives, one from you who like uh, has had little trouble or little um, investigation of how they present. Do you know what I mean? Like you're not someone that's like ever, uh, it, you weren't, you weren't in high school worried that people were going to think you were gay is what I mean. Do you know what I mean? Like you didn't, you didn't like, or maybe you were, I don't know. You're muted. Emily, you're muted. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did it, dude. Um, I don't remember. What I was, oh, in high school, I was like, please think that I'm gay. Sure. And that's, so, a whole nother, that's a whole other story. Topic, yeah. But I, um, it's just interesting two perspectives. One that was, was uh, encouraged and able to explore and present in whatever way and then my perspective that was yeah. like it comes so much from like years and years of meticulously working on how the presentation was um and all of that layered in yeah. um i don't really know this was you know what else i was happy about this topic is like I was like, oh, wow, we're not really going to talk about recovery very much, which I think is great. Yeah, I agree. I love talking about things like this, too. I'd be very yeah. interested to see how other people start. I think if if the trans movement is doing anything um, and the non-binary movement is doing anything, it really is. It's starting to let people have language and ideas and, and terms and identifications uh, that just expand. Now, when someone the other day was like, there's over a hundred genders, I was like, I no, that seems like way too much. Yeah. And that, yeah. it, listen, I may just be a, a, a problematic cis white gay man, but I'm like, that seems like way too much for me. Um, I think once you, to, once you identify as non-binary, you can be whatever you want, but the identification is non-binary, but maybe that's just me being ignorant. And in a few years, I'll feel different. Um, just I'm like, why, who, why does it matter what gender you are yeah 
That's um, like where I'm at with it. Is why does it why does it matter? Maybe it matters to like you as a person. Why does it matter to anyone but else? Why yes, does it matter to anyone else? Like why right. does the, the world care? Well, I love you. I love you too. I love you and your semi non-binary presentation. I love you and your um cis white gay male presentation. Did I say it <laughs> gay, right? Gay, 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 gay. Can I say cis, it right? I will, yes, I will end it with education. Cis, meaning cisgendered, meaning I am the gender that I was assigned at the, my gender identification and my, my sex. Oh gosh, now it's up. Sex is your, is based on your genitalia. That is yeah. this, your sex, your gender can be whatever you want. Um, and so cisgendered means my gender matches my sexual or my sex uh parts parts um cisgendered white heter and homosexual so all those but that's what cisgendered means. you almost said heterosexual i know and then transgender is my gender is separate from my sex um and then there's transitioning and blah blah, blah. um we i will see you next fr- thursday at the same time yes you will look at us I might just keep my microphone here. You do whatever you want, boo. All right. Love you. Okay. Love you. Bye. Bye. (laughs) It didn't stop the recording. Okay, here I go. Yeah.